Hi everyone and I'm Jet and welcome to the Disruptive Niche showcasing the best of disruptors and niche businesses around. It's Friday night, it genuinely is Friday night um, and I've got the absolute pleasure of talking with one of my one of my lovely, lovely friends um, called Claire, who we met years and years ago, didn't we? Claire's um, a fantastic yeah. makeup artist um, who has niched really in concentrating on makeup for over 40s, um, which is why I love her even more. Um, but we've, we've known each other for years, Claire, haven't we? And we've worked on photo shoots together and, um, you know, just... Yeah. Oh, I love Claire because I used to just send Claire a message and go, Claire, I've got a really wacky idea. I think we should do this. And you'll be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think it's because we've always had the same ideas and just wanted to do the same ideas. So, yeah, I think we, it just works and we kind of always flowed when we've been doing done photo shoots in the past. It's always been easy, but it's always been good fun as well, isn't it? Oh, it's God. been really, really good fun. Always. Definitely, definitely. And we've created, we created some really, really uh, great images, actually. Some, some, a real variety of images as well, I'd say, don't you think? Definitely. Yeah, we tested. I, yeah, I think one of my favourite shoots was when we were in Brighton and yeah. you, we were doing um, our lovely models makeup in the back of your car in a multi-storey car park. <laughs> yeah, and I think there was diesel petrol fumes. I actually got out of my makeup chair and then I had to clean it all because it was like, this is not, this is not pro hygiene here. I'm having to cut out in the back of my car. But yeah, knee smarts, that's what you do on set, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, I've, I've been up to my knees in mud and everything else. That's what we do. So, exactly. yeah, but we always make it fun. We've we've done some great things together. Um, so, yeah, so no, so thanks really for, for asking me to join you really this oh, evening. Oh, no, it was fab. And I love the fact that you are all about you know not the older one 40 is not old but you know and I, and I know that you say specifically that you're not a contouring person so you know tell us about what it is that you do I think I think it's all started I mean obviously you know my experience so uh, I've been doing this a very long time working in various sides of the industry so from you know doing fashion um been doing fashion with you I've done lots of hair campaigns. I've done um, a lot of TV ads, commercials. And then I've actually um, worked on film as well, doing uh, slots on some really good big feature films. And it's obviously working with different clients. You know, I get to work with young models to older women. But I suppose because I think the fact that I'm over 40, I've kind of just really feel that there's this missing slot for women over 40 and I suppose because I've been doing this a long time with social media I found that social media has become a bit of a it's great on one hand but on the other hand it's become a little bit of an enemy to me in terms of for my industry anyway um for makeup artists that have been doing this a long time and that are of a certain age it's not like I'm over the hill or all over the hill but it's just the way things are translated now and how women I I feel are portrayed on Instagram mm. and I just feel like you know when a woman I mean not I don't know how many women uh, I think obviously the younger generation definitely do go on Instagram I think more over 40s we tend to sort of stick to Facebook but I think we still have accounts or still look and 
maybe follow people. But I think it's the pressure of trying to look perfect all the time. Mm. And um, the images that we see, it's all about perfection. It's all about, you know, uh, filters. It's all about um, your lips looking plump, your nose looking a certain angle, your cheekbones contoured. And then, you know, three hours of makeup put on someone's face. And, you know, those sort of images, if you were actually to look at somebody who's had that much makeup on their face in real life, it would look horrendous. It would look awful. I know. I mean, and you I just think, had to look at the Kardashians. You know, you look at them well, yeah. like completely made up, and then yeah. the odd occasion where you you catch a glimpse of them without any makeup on or, or a bad yeah. angle, uh, not a bad angle, but a normal angle. A and normal they are angle. Totally different people, aren't they? They are totally different people, and it's just like you know, I know so many people, and I'm not here to sort of judge. And I know so many people love the Kardashians, you know, and they follow and they watch their programs, everything else, and you know. They call glamour, say, but however, I just feel that they set that precedent and that, you know, you have to spend what, how many hours to do your makeup and actually to change your features. Mm. So we're going to spend what, an hour to contour your face to make sure that your nose is a certain shape and your cheekbones. And I just, I just believe that, that, you know, we are born this way. Yes, if, if you're born with a nose that is, angular or crooked or it's been broken yes you know in my opinion you need to go and fix it but I think when people start having all this um surgical enhancement and then it becomes an addiction and it becomes unhealthy and it becomes like am I am I good enough do I look good enough on camera it becomes the you know we're in the era of selfies and it's just that is the pressure Mm. so I feel for women over 40 you know, at the end of the day, when they're looking at someone that's 20 that's got two hours worth of makeup applied to her face and then she's used a filter, just had lip injections that are ridiculous and, you know, and then her nose is contoured and she's had Botox and fillers and she's like 25. It's like, why do you need it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I think as well, you've got the Love Island. Um, I mean, oh. How many people on Love Island? I think the thing that gets me about, about that is the amount of time they spend putting their makeup on to go and sit in the sun because they know that they're going to be, you know, in because they're going to be judged. And I honestly think it's because they're going to be judged by everyone going, oh, look at Because they're judged. And people are cruel. And I think that that's the fact. People, and it's so easy uh, with trolling and things to actually make negative comments about mm. people. And, I mean, I would love to see Love Island. I don't watch the programme. Um, no, I must I, admit, I, I don't either. I I can't bear it. My I'm probably one like of the other. And, and you know what? I have worked with some of them. And, you know, the ones I have worked with have been very pleasant. But the thing is, I don't watch it because I think it's, I don't, I don't think it's right. I see it. I sound like really old. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't feel it's right. I don't feel it's entertainment. I feel it's cruel. I mm. feel that then the pressure of seeing these youngsters, they've got to be so perfect. I mean, I maybe I would be entertained or watch Love Island if it was just normal people. If there was a girl that was size 12 and she had cellulite and it was okay to expose that cellulite and she didn't have fillers and her hair didn't have extensions in. You know, I'm all for like, you know, making the post, but when they all look so, what I'm saying, Jeanette, is when they all look so, so, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so perfect. Because I feel that, you know, it's not just over 40s, but youngsters looking at Love Island. Oh, my God. 
I've got to have lip filler. No, you don't. You've probably got yeah. really lovely lips without lip filler. Oh no, she's she's got permanent, you know, hair extensions. I need to have hair down like mermaid. No, you don't. Yeah. I need to go and lose weight. You probably don't. You just need to go in the day. Everyone's born with a shape. As long as you're fit and you're I'm healthy happy. and you're toned, you can yeah. be a size 16 and be toned and fit. And it's happy. And happy. Exactly. And I think if you think of only people that have come out of that show that have you know suffered from mental depression and things like that. And I just think it is. And you see so many youngsters suffering from depression because, you know, they've put a picture of themselves and they haven't got enough likes mm. or someone says something really, really awful to them. So, of course, I decided that I'm not going to, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to change the world. And, and there's lots of us and we're not going to change the world. But I kind of thought, well, there's all these women over 40 that could do with my help. And, you know, about, you know, you can have a really good skincare routine as long as you, you know, you follow, you don't have to spend lots of money. You can do things at home that can really help. And, you can look great. You don't have to spend two hours a day to look great. Yeah. You can have a very small makeup bag. It's just the pressure, Jeanette. It's yeah. The pressure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also okay. think that our age, we're kind of like a little bit lost. You could be lost like businesswomen. And I've had so many women sit in my studio and cry at me because of all their different personal circles over 40 or they're competing with the 25-year-old in the office that's come in and she's all glam and she's got hair extensions and everything else. That's great. But women over 40 can still look beautiful. Mm. They don't have to go and see a cosmetic surgeon to do that. Definitely. I mean, you helped, you, you sort of helped me with, when I was like, right, I, I was very proud that I only use cold water on my face and you're like, mm, that's lovely. <laughs> However, <laughs> have you thought about using this as well? And, um, but it wasn't expensive. It was from Superdrug. You know, yeah. and that's what's so lovely. You don't need to spend a fortune. And no. that's the problem. You walk into this place and you could come away with a bill of like hundreds of pounds. Hundreds. Because these people are flogging stuff at you that have no interest in whether it looks good on you or not. They just want to get a commission. And that's the problem, isn't it? So but it have is someone, a problem. to have someone like you who's, who's completely impartial and goes, well, actually... Yeah. For a more mature skin, um, this works really well. It's three quid from Superdrug. You know, it works. Or, you know, yeah. this works really well as well. So it's so refreshing to have, have someone yeah. like you. You know, so... Yeah, it's like when I, when I see... It is. I mean, I, you know, I, I say to women, you don't, you know... The thing is, because certain women, have, you know, have saved certain age, people are so desperate to try and compete... They go to the whatever counter and it's the latest foundation. And then they sold it because they've been told it's the best thing. Mm. I mean, the amount of clients I've had that have been sold the wrong colour, the wrong shape and the wrong formulation because it doesn't sit well on their ageing skin. So, you know, there's things that I say to people, you know, you can go cheap on certain products and then maybe, you know, two things out of your makeup bag, you want to invest a little bit because you've got, you know, your skin needs, uh, you know, like a CC cream or something like that. Mm. But you don't need to spend, there's, there's also, you know, there's a variety of products out there and it's just consistent skincare routine, you know, making sure you do certain things like exfoliate, make sure, you know, you're washing, you're cleansing, you're toning, you're adding a serum. You can do like face massage and things like that. But I just think it's about not feeling like you have to compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how important is um, having products with SPF in? Totally. I mean, that's the one thing I say. I say SPF is the number one anti-aging, you know, ingredient. And, and you know, so I'm a, I'm a big lover of SPF. I mean, you know, 
compared to my husband who loves the sun and is a golfer and everything else is tan, I consistently look pale next to him, but that's a choice. Mm. Not because my skin, because actually I'm terrible. If I see the sun, I'll tan, but I've actually got, you know, SPF 50 on my face. And that is the thing that I've just kept in because I think, Jeanette, do you remember the days? Because obviously we're a similar age. So the days I remember going on holiday with my sister when we were young and, you know, you'd slap on oil. Yeah, of course. You know, you'd, you'd probably use olive oil. We had, we, I remember having a wine chop, it didn't even have any factors in it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Oil. We didn't know anything else. Carotene. Know. It was carotene stuff. That's how you put on. Like or- orange and gloopy. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's a tin foil around your face. Tin foil. Yeah. yeah. Tin foil. And all you do is like burn and blister. Yeah. And sun in your hair. Did you put sun, sun in, in your hair? Sun in. So the, oh, orange yes. would, the orange would look really good with the dark roots, the dry ends. And then I'd actually then add some lemon juice. Oh, yes. The lemon juice and the sunning, it worked brilliantly. Great combination, great combination. And the perm, and the perm. Yeah, and the the, the perm, which didn't didn't start out frizzy, but ended up frizzy. (laughs) Yeah, and went green because of the chlorine in the the pool. Exactly, but we thought thought we ruled the world. We were there then, weren't we? We were there, that was (laughs) our beauty regime. I don't think I even owned a cleanser or a moisturiser then. But I did own a blue mascara and a blue eyeliner. I think that was everyone's makeup bag back then, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, brilliant. You know, we thought we were obviously so glamorous. But, you know, the thing is, we weren't educated. And I and I remember uh, my sister and I, and I think all our friends did, we, mm. we went even went down the sunbed route. And God forbid, you know, I'm thinking payback down. We went, I'm not saying I went on it a lot, but I did go on sunbeds and I'm horrified yeah. that sunbeds are silly, still even exist. But I can tell you that my doctor, I had quite bad acne on my face and on my back. And my doctor told me to go on a sunbed three times a week. That was his prescription. There we go. Um, you know, and that was coming from, he said, oh no, the only way you'll get rid of that is, is sun. So I suggest you go on a sunbed three times a week. So I literally went to a sunbed shop three times a week when I was, what, 16, 17, um, to get rid of this acne. And fair play, it worked. However, God knows what it did to my skin. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't had skin cancer. I mean, let's face it. I remember, because you remember they started off with a lay-down bed and then and then there's what you'd lay on for half an hour. And and, and the thought of it, the thought of it now, Everyone, because they were so busy in there, it was like you couldn't hardly book in. It was like the busiest place in yeah. the world. To place. And then you go, oh, I might have to just detoxify that sunbed and just spray <laughs> it before because I don't know who's going to land on it. And then I remember I getting off after half an hour, and about a couple of hours later, I say to my sister, I think I've burnt my bottom. Yes, yes. I think I've burnt my bottom. My bottom was like red and yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then it progressed to the stand-up ones where you think, oh my God, if I think about it now, it's like, Oh, look at your skin type. So you can go on for about eight minutes, eight minutes of frying, and then, mm. you know, and anything. So terrifying. Much. Terrifying. Terrifying. Mm. So, yes, I say to women, that was, you know, we're on catch-up time. That's fine. Uh, but now, you know, uh, definitely, definitely use SPF. Mm. And there are products out there that can actually help fade. A little, I'm not saying it's going to fade the damage, but it will definitely help fade any brown pigmentation because I think, as we get older, unfortunately, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I, if I wear 30, I can still get brown pigmentation on my face. I have mm. to use 50. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So with your career as a makeup artist and, and um, you know, going 
you've been in it a long time. Who do you look at as an inspiration then and now? Has it changed? Is it the same person? Um, I think in terms of, you know, makeup artists or in terms of, like, women I actually, like, icons, I mean, I still am um, very much, I look at um, people on the red carpet, like, um, I still love Helen Mirren. I think she's mm. fantastic. Did you I see her Vogue shoot? Oh, my God. Yeah, she is so cool. She, I, I mean, I want to have short blonde hair and then dye it pink when I'm her age. I think she's stunning. Um, yeah, she wears, you know, she wears uh, a considerable amount of makeup. It suits her. But I'm sure that's just because she's on red carpet. I'm sure she doesn't bother on a day-to-day mm. when she's not there. I love her coolness about her. I love, I mean, you know, she, I don't think she's, you know, looks like she might have had some things done, but I think she looks fabulous. Um, who else do I like? I like a lot of the old sort of star people. Um, in terms of, like, people uh, of sort of our age, I like... Um, uh, who else do I like? I'm just trying to think. Charlize Theron, I think she looks really cool. I mean, you know, she's got a few lines, but she doesn't, she's not Kate yeah. in makeup. Yeah. I like the um, Cindy Crawford sort of era. Cindy Crawford of the original era. supermodels where they had figures, they had boobs, they had yeah. bums, and they were yeah. women. And But you look at them now, they, they, you know, they look as they were then. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I do. think, but they Cindy don't Crawford overdo it. Great. Mm. Yeah, Cindy Crawford looks great. I'm just trying to think of anyone else in their 50s and 60s that I think that's really, really good for their age. Um, who else do I think looks fabulous? It's funny when you... There's when so you think, many, isn't there? There's so, so many. Like, so many. So many. But in terms of, like, you know, other makeup artists, I suppose, you know, like, the people like Lisa Eldridge, the same sort of era, I mean... Um, Mary Green as well. She's fantastic. It's the old school kind of makeup artist. Mm. I'm not taking it away from any new makeup artists, but they do a different type of makeup yeah. to me. And it's the courses, isn't it? You know. And yeah, and they they'll be booked on doing someone that's younger because yeah. they want that. Inst- I call it Instagram makeup. That's mm. not me. And you know, I, I'm not going to change the makeup artists. I'm not going to change my style and how I do makeup. No, I'm definitely not. Um, I've been blessed to work with so many amazing people in the industry and but I will always retain I don't feel I need to change and you know even coming out of this COVID and I don't know when I'm going to be able to return to work yeah, it's a um, uh, changing times yeah but you know um it's going to be quite difficult to be honest but um, in terms of helping women, I'm still helping women now. Mm. Um, so I'm still doing Zoom lessons, makeup lessons, skincare mm. lessons, advising them. Because um, there's still some business women out there that are having to do yeah, you know, Zoom lessons. And they're thinking, oh, my gosh, I look a bit haggard and tired. I'm going on yeah. to have a global meeting. So I'm helping women like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just being real, really. And it's yeah. just wanting women and sticking by what I say and mm. not feeling like I've got to conform and I've got to change as an artist. Yeah. And I've got to do that style of makeup because mm. that style of makeup is not me. Yeah. So you were talking about um like COVID and I mean bless you, you actually had it, didn't you, earlier in the year as well. So you know yeah. you know exactly what it's like. But what the hell is gonna happen to your industry. I mean, you are a face-to-face because I mean, you, you do hair as well, hair and makeup. Yeah. You're a, and your husband is a is a hairdresser as well. So yeah. you are both of you face-to-face, client-facing. 
intimate, as in, you know, you are in someone's face. Yeah. What are the guidelines? What the hell is going to happen to to your industry? Um, with I think with my husband, because the hairdresser, I'm mean, obviously permitting, we're waiting to see what happens. They've sort of said July, but we're waiting mm. to see. He has got strict guidelines laid down, so we've done all the prep for him his salon his is going to be a little bit easier than mine because obviously the hairdresser is standing behind the client yes of course you're not breathing on anybody yeah yeah they will have to wear masks and he'll have to wear masks disposable gloves only one probably you know the actual amount of clients that come into the salon it will be less Mm. um so so allowing for disinfecting between clients the disinfection rules are like sky high so you know the amount of disposable gowns disposable towels it's like a massive military operation Mm. in terms of me it's complicated because uh in terms of tv it's pretty much out Uh, i've seen things yeah i've seen things recently because you know i think uh all like soaps and dramas and things like that for the moment they're going to be just just operating and doing their own makeup with Zoom superficial, you know, supervision mm. from the hair and makeup designer, then not we're not going to be able to do go in and do makeup, and I think that will all stand for ads and commercials and things like that. So we wow. might have one makeup artist on set. The problem is, Jeanette, is that how can you carry out makeup when both parties can't be wearing masks? So it's a little bit different doing the hair. Yeah, of course. So if I was doing your makeup, A, I've got to supposedly keep two meters, which is not going to happen. Then stay with the hairdressing. <laughs> Get a very long brush. Be I fine. need to be one of it. Is it Miss, Mr. Wiggle with really, really long arms? <laughs> Mr. Tickle. My octopus to try and do makeup. So how is that going to happen? I mean, even if I've got full PPP and PPE on, how is that going to be possible? Because that person's going to need their mask removed for me to do their makeup. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's quite scary and because we don't have a vaccine and we don't know we don't really have enough tests that's Mm. another whole story but you know this is the thing I think it's going to be skeleton staff skeleton crew and I'm there's going to be less work out there Mm. I mean it'd be interesting if and when the film industry picks up as well because that's going to be really tough I mean when I'm on film there's hundreds and hundreds of people on productions Mm. and you just can't work like that so I don't know it's scary and it's sad times and I just want to you know I just want to be out there working but it is I've you know we've never had anything like this so we don't know we don't know I mean you know if a client came to me it wouldn't it's not going to happen even with client time contact for me it will be literally like I have been doing some already it's going to be zoom makeup lessons until I don't know this does this virus hopefully just goes as fast as it came I don't know Jeanette and it's it's tough it's really tough so in the meantime whilst I've been doing obviously you know waiting and listening to the government and seeing how this virus is progressing um obviously doing zoom lessons Mm. I've been doing a lot of Facebook lives with a lot of colleagues giving free advice not charging anyone because you know I don't wish to I'm just giving help Mm. to people and then I've been painting again I've been painting Artwork. Oh, excellent. So what, what type of artwork have you been doing? I know that you're an artist anyway, but you've been actually gone back into doing art gone, again. Yeah, gone back into it. And I found it really therapeutic because it's taken 
my sort of those feelings of oh you know I don't know when I'm going to go back to work so it's been really really therapeutic Mm. so a lot of my work is modern abstract artwork and I use a lot of techniques with acrylic paints um so working on quite big canvases very very modern a lot of different textures and colors and things so yeah so so yeah that's what's keeping me it's a messy old business I forgot actually how messy artwork is (laughs) So what are you you selling this art? Are you just putting it around your house? So uh, I've had two pieces sold already privately. Wow. Yeah. And then I, one of my dear colleagues uh, who does all my marketing for my makeup artery, Debbie, um, she's created my new logo. So I will be launching a Facebook page soon. <gasps> Fantastic. What's it called? It's called Alina Art. Alina Art. Okay, what I'm going to do is when we when I put this on the website, I'll put all your links up as well so that people can get in touch with you. Um, Amazing. Especially for the for the Facebook page, for the art. Yeah. And also um, for your makeup, Zoom lessons and, and everything else as well. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, that's great, though, that you can, you know, found an outlet that you enjoy doing, but yeah. you can obviously get an income from it as well. Because let's, be, let's yeah. be realistic here. We've still got to eat. And drink wine. We have still got to eat and we've still got to buy wine and gin and tonic. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, let's be honest here, as we're having a little cheeky glass now. <laughs> we are. We are indeed. Well, it's Friday. It's Friday. I am being really good. I mean, my lifestyle's really... I mean, I won't say I was ever unhappy, but my lifestyle's definitely... I've definitely got healthier and everything else. I'm really into my eating, eating healthily. But no, I don't I don't stop myself from having a glass of wine or no. a gin and tonic because, you know... Life's small pleasures, especially at the moment. Well, exactly. And, you know, you especially, you know, you were seriously ill, weren't you, with COVID back yeah. in February, yeah. March? March time, wasn't it? It was March, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I thought it, it was scary. It yeah. was scary. I, 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 the thing is, people were sort of, you know, oh, my God, they messaged me and go, oh, my God, how did you manage to get it? And I was like, well, you know, uh, because of my job. Uh, I didn't get it from going to Waitrose or Sainsbury's. I got it from, and what happened was I was teaching at a college because I also teach um, uh, freelance at colleges. I taught at college on the Thursday and I was teaching six formers. And by the Monday, I'd come down with it. Wow, and that quickly, but what's the, isn't there like this no, two week incubation? No, no? They, they know that more now, that day, and also wow. the so that was the Monday, and then um, it it kind of progressed from there. And I kept thinking, "Have I got it?" I mean, oh no, really don't feel well. Mm. My breathing, and I'm I think at that time I'd been such a gym bunny down the gym, spinning and cycling. My lungs were really really fit. I don't smoke, and all of a sudden my lungs got tighter and tighter. And then I kept phoning up one one one, and it got worse. And then. I think it was about a week. I isolated myself from the rest of my family, and yeah. then I think it was about. Felt a bit better, I think, on the following week. On the, so seven days, Saturday felt better, but then I woke up on Sunday, and all of a sudden I crashed back down. You ended up in hospital, didn't you? And I ended up in hospital, yeah. Wow. And it's scary because there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have any underlying conditions. I don't have asthma mm. or anything like that. And I think, I think maybe because of that, Jeanette, as well, it's kind of like made me. I have seen a different light in terms of life. Mm. and I do feel like all I want to do is surround myself with people that are lovely and loving and caring and um just you know just 
to be happy yeah, and enjoy every and second yeah. and every joy enjoy and without being over the top because I don't think I'm being over the top but also do you know what it's not been able to earn any money and not been able to do my job the paintings really helped me like I said it's really really yeah. helped and, and you know what? I think we've all I spoke to so many colleagues um in the industry and you know it makes you think we don't need half the stuff we have do we mm. I know it puts everything into perspective doesn't it totally and um yeah it just makes you realize that actually I've been quite happy without that and without having to travel three hours to a job and without having to do this and there are things I miss obviously I mean but to be fair I think as soon as uh, um, lockdowns lifted and we can go down the pub again I'll probably go oh do you know what I fancy not in tonight (laughs) I'll stick my pajamas on and just well, this is it. Unless I can walk to the pub, I've got I've got a drive, haven't I? Which means I can't have a drink anyway. So, <laughs> and you know, I think the thing is, I can make myself a lovely gin and tonic. I can yeah. be a new queen gin bath for every recipe going. We have been blessed with the most fortunate weather. Oh my god, yes. And that's what I keep saying to women: don't forget your SPF when you're sitting outside having your gin and tonic. Don't forget your SPF. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's just I think the thing is, it's just seeing the positive. So. That's, that's what I'm doing and the Facebook lives that I'm doing yeah. and Zoom lessons. Because I'll tell you what, I think women over 40 have it hard. I think, you know, they're not going to be there looking at everything and looking at Instagram and feeling great, thinking, oh, God, look, I've looked at myself in the mirror and I've aged about 10 years mm. over lockdown. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I yeah, I'm going against what? Good for you. So do you think no. you're a disruptor in the industry? Totally. I am always a rebel. Everyone calls me. <laughs> so all my clothes like calls me the rebel or the little naughty twin. I, I run a, a group with um, some colleagues of mine called the Boss Girls and I, I'm with one lady and she's like, you're my naughty twin. <laughs> always laugh. But, you know, I think laughter is, is also an anti-aging yeah. ingredient as well. Yeah, but it's lovely that, you know, you are, you, you, you know you're a disruptor. You're like, yeah, I am and I don't care. And that's, Okay. I'm gonna do it, and and you know you are almost pushing against the industry, aren't you? Because you, yeah. the whole thing about makeup is that you're making people, you know, almost painting them. Yeah. But you're saying actually, I can paint you, but you can still be you. You don't have to, you know. And that is exactly that, and I think you know, and also like you know, I do do weddings. I don't do as many as I used to do. But clients, and unfortunately, you know, I've had some sad because, you know, I had some weddings booked in this year and mm. unfortunately most of them have moved to next year. I do have a couple in October and I'm crossing my fingers for the two ladies that have got them in October. I know, you know, who knows? We mm. don't know where we're going to be in October and if it's not, it'll be next year. But the brides that I do have when I do do weddings, they are people that want me to make them look like a better version of themselves. Yeah. They want me, and they know that that I will give them the skincare advice they need, and then we will look at creating a look that is tailored for them. Yeah, I am not making you know a lot of brides. See, this is the problem. A lot of brides they look on Instagram, they look on Pinterest, and they're looking at images that are all filtered, and they're all you know photoshopped galore these perfect people or makeup that doesn't translate well in daylight camera as well yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i'm that makeup artist if you want to look like a better most polished version of yourself even if you're over 40 
life is not over the hill at over 40. Oh, God, no. I can honestly say I feel better and more confident now at 47. I mean, I'm nearly 50, and I I feel more confident in myself. I feel feel more confident about how I look, and I don't, you know me, I am gym-averse. You know me that I never (laughs) set foot in a gym. Um, and, but I think it's a case of just being happy and I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care anymore. I care about what I want to do. I don't give a shit what other people think. And that's, you know, that's the thing. That's confidence. And you know what I say to women? There's one thing that over forties have under youngsters is that we have confidence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, youngsters have confidence, but actually confidence is sexy. So women over 40 are still sexy. Oh, yeah, they're sexier. Because they know they're experienced. <laughs> they know what they want. They know what they want, Jeanette. There we go, they yes. Don't a, they don't give a damn. <laughs> they just know what they want. It's Friday night Jeanette. sermon. There you go, with Friday wine. Friday night sermon, with wine. <laughs> Oh, right. Now, listen, our half hour has come to an end, but we have to do the all important, most important quick fire questions. Are you ready? Well, it depends what they are, Jeanette. I'm not uh, sure if I'm. Well, if they're rude, are they rude? They're not rude. You know me. Would they be rude? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> okay, Marmite, lover or hater? I'm in between, actually. <gasps> really weird. I'm on oh, the in between. Okay. I only eat it if I feel unwell. Oh, I'm a weird one. The best marmite ever is on cold, crispy toast. Yeah, that's I have that if Mm. I've been unwell. Oh, okay. Okay. Master Chef or the Great British Bake Off? The Bake Off, of course. I'm a baker. That's my other other hobby. (gasps) You never bought me cakes when we did a shoot. Oh, I know. I didn't have the time. But since lockdown, I'm I'm like baking. A whole lot of things to bake tomorrow. I'm the biggest baker going. Okay. Poor Hollywood, I do follow. (laughs) (laughs) Paul would be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah. Okay, tea or coffee? Tea, but herbal tea. Okay, red or brown sauce? Brown. Red or white wine? White. Or any? (laughs) Well, any really. I take rosé and red. Any wine whatsoever. <laughs> Football or rugby? Rugby. No, your boys play rugby, don't they? So Yeah. And Strictly or Dancing on Ice? Strictly. Strictly. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Claire, for giving up your Friday evening and for having a little drink with us as well. It's been <laughs> fabulous. And I can't wait to meet back again in person because we still need to like work together and we do a few little um sort of um projects in the pipeline i think we do have a few projects in the pipeline and thanks for asking me uh to come on today and yes we do and i don't worry i'll be fully armed with ppe (laughs) and a two meter distance when we do do these projects okay (laughs) glad to hear it oh well thank you so much we're going to carry on drinking um but we will stop the recording now thank you so much claire and thank um, you i will put all your details on the website so people can get hold of you perfect thanks have a good evening have a good weekend Bye. bye bye